Greetings and welcome to the Antithesis of Superwoman. I'm your host, recovering people pleaser and ASW encouragement coach, Von Fuller, and I am so excited that you are back with me as we progress on this journey of living our best lives without the cape. The title of this episode is Hashtag Relationship Goals. All right, let's get into it. Again, welcome. Before we dive into today's topic, as always, I want to address a few things. Here are three important details I want to share. One, I am not a licensed therapist. I am solely a person who is passionate about encouraging people to live their best lives. Two, I am a Christian, and while I will share my personal experiences that will involve my beliefs, I will not force my beliefs on you in this podcast. And three, I identify as a woman, hence the podcast name, and I'm surrounded by a lot of women. So a lot of my examples will be a women. However, men, please know that I am fully aware that we have supermen out there as well. And if you're feeling the weight of the world on your shoulders, but feel like you can't express it because you have to maintain that strong and unshakable image, this podcast is for you. And if you enjoy hearing encouraging tips and tools to go from overwhelmed to overjoyed, Join the encouragement fam. Remember to click subscribe, like, rate, and review. Okay, so now that we've gotten all the logistics out of the way, let's discuss relationship goals. So last week, I talked about relationship fails and how truly no relationship has failed, in spite of whether it successfully met our personal intent or not, because we can always grow and learn from every relationship that we're in. So now I want to talk about what people may consider the opposite of relationship fails, and that's hashtag relationship goals. We've all heard it before, whether you said it about someone or someone has said it about you. Chances are it's something you've been exposed to. So I want to dive a bit deeper into it. And I brought my friend and my hubby on to do that with me. Encouragement fam, please give a warm welcome to our resident antithesis of Superman, Luke. Welcome, Luke. Hello. <laughs> How does it feel to be a two-time guest? It feels good. I'm ready to get this thing going. But 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 what? <laughs> okay. So essentially I'm going to ask you some questions to get this thing going. And then I really want it to be a dialogue, though. So are you good with that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. So that means, you know, I'm going to need more than one word answers. Of course. You know what, Luke? Okay. So let me start off with the first question. How do you define relationship goals? I think for me, relationship goals is... um, what you and your spouse and your partner, like the things that you guys want to achieve or accomplish, like the people that you want to be in your relationship. What about you? Well, I think relationship goals, I kind of look at it more like the hashtag. So, you know, hashtag relationship goals is essentially a social media hashtag where people either are complimenting a couple they like, whether it's a celebrity couple or a couple they know, or they're complimenting themselves because they feel like their relationship goals. So that's essentially how I looked at it. Looking at it from just defining it outside of the hashtag, then it would be goals or something that you aspire to be or aspire to have in your relationship. No. I guess I don't be on them uh, relationship Instagrams like that. But you know, like, you've seen it. I've seen it, but it's like, I don't want to be them people. I mean, I'm not saying you want to. I'm just saying you've seen it. Like, you've... Yeah, they be, like, extra perfect and, like, they got all the money and go all the places and they don't have no kids. (laughs) 
Or they have kids, but the kids are like just all perfect looking and stuff. I mean, perfect looking and perfect acting is two different things. Well, when I say perfect looking, that's what I mean. Because we're looking at an image. So it's like every hair is in place and Uh the child is smiling perfectly and they got iPhones. Yeah, everybody got iPhones. (laughs) So the picture quality is really good. Yeah, you can't be no uh, relationship goals if you got a legacy cool pad. <laughs> Wait, what phone is that? That's my phone. It's a Metro <laughs> PCS special. <laughs> you about to divorce. I'm done with that phone. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, so, yeah, that's hashtag relationship goals but that does differ from regular relationship goals oh i guess i answered the question completely wrong well you answered it right i didn't put the hashtag in front of it but you also answered with the hashtag so we're good cool covered your bases bases covered okay so do you think you have Hashtag relationship goals? No, because, I mean, you see them people, you see those couples, and it's just the image that they present. And, I mean, mean, you know, like in our early relationship, I think our relationship goals was like Ossie Davis, Ruby D. But, like, even when we found out about them and they had an open relationship that like wasn't the healthiest because one person was into it a lot more than the other and I think when we discovered that that was kind of like the wake up call for us where it's like we can't really be like nobody else because we don't know the stuff that goes on behind closed doors you know couples only really well I think smart couples usually only show you like a certain image and uh but if you do see a couple that's showing you, like, the bad side, usually there's a whole lot more bad going on. I mean, I don't know. I feel like, while I do think, yes, there are certain things in marriage that should remain private, I also think your marriage is your ministry, and you can't be a ministry if you're keeping everything secret. So it's also good to allow yourself to be vulnerable and to allow certain imperfect aspects of your relationship to be shared because that's going to end up helping other people yeah i mean it just don't seem like we're at that point as a society where people can where people feel like they can be open with those things like another part of our like social media society is like the judgment Mm -hmm. so i think it's hard for couples to be honest and be in that space to say like you know we don't get along all the time but we make it work because if you're not getting along all the time then it's like you're doing something wrong at least the -hmm. way that we frame it with the with the you know with the perfect filters so i want to clarify for y'all the ruby d icy davis thing because everybody may not know so ruby d and icy davis are were entertainers, um, rest in peace, and they have been married for a very long time. And that was one of the reasons why they were our hashtag relationship goals. And then we found out they wrote a book. And in their book, they were very open and very revealing with the fact that they had a open marriage. And one of the people... Should I just say? say. (laughs) (laughs) They did. I mean, it's not even that they passed away, but also it's in the book that they wrote. But so Ruby D wasn't really on board with it. She did it because her husband wanted to do it. And um, essentially, it became a. Let me say trauma. You mean like a contentious part of their relationship? Well, not just a contentious part of the relationship, but literally it stressed her out to the point where she started drinking. Yeah, that's trauma. So she started um, feeling trauma from the situation, and eventually they ended the open marriage. But 
once we realized that, we were like, okay, that's not that's you know, we ain't knocking nobody else, but that's not our cup of tea. So we realized then that, you know, maybe we shouldn't be looking at other people for hashtag relationship goals and just kind of focus on ourselves. Did you want to add anything to that? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's completely normal to like look at look at relationships and want to take certain things from those relationships. Um, I mean, you know, I I look at my parents. I look at my parents as a good example of a relationship. Um, you know, for them to still be married and still be in love and still be working it out is a good thing but at the same time like growing up I saw certain things that I I didn't want to do so go ahead and say how long they've been married give them a shout out no I ain't good with the math with the math yeah the mathematics how old are you you gonna put me on blast too (laughs) (laughs) you sensitive about your age I mean I just had a birthday I'm getting gray how old am I? Thirty-five. Yeah. And they were married in eighty-three. Eighty-three. Let's say eighty-three. I think it's eighty-three. Um. So that'd be what thirty-seven years. Yeah. Damn. They almost at forty. The big four zero. And they still together. Still together. But yeah, I mean, growing up and watching them like even though they always came back together and always came back together in love, like, I saw, like, low points in their relationship, and I definitely didn't want to copy everything they did. So, I mean, I think in, I think what's best for your relationship is defining your relationship. You just kind of, you pick and pull from different places because, I mean, no relationship is perfect. I mean, our relationship's not going to be perfect, so, um, but I think to find those good parts, um, and learn from the bad parts of other relationships is, like, how you get the best relationship you can have. You gotta be able to learn from people. That's a huge thing, I think, that, um, I wholeheartedly believe in is, learning from other people's mistakes so you don't have to repeat the same mistakes and then other people will learn from your mistakes so they don't have to repeat what you did Um, and it's kind of like that saying where they say you know chew the meat and spit out the bones you never heard that saying before all them crazy sayings you got you have not heard that saying before no you just gonna stick the bone in the meat and i guess people do that the bone is already in the meat that's why you chew the meat and spit out the bones just like fish i have issues with the meat when it's on the bone so i don't really you've had to spit out fish bones have you not yeah so you chewed the meat and you spit out the bones literally you have done that that just sounds strange okay that sounds strange yeah (laughs) But a frog buffing his butt is... First of all, is booty. <laughs> Taking away all the flair. What else I'll say it? Does a frog bump his booty? Okay. And the answer is yes. <laughs> anyway, my saying is fine. So... It's all right. You chew the meat, you spit out the bones. So you take what works for you, and then you leave the rest of it. And that's something that I think is different from hashtag relationship goals because I think when you're doing a hashtag relationship goals, it's like almost like you idolize this couple, like you want to be like them. But if you're just chewing the meat and spitting out the bones then you're looking at the parts that you're like, okay, that's a good idea that they do that. Maybe they do a weekly date night. That's a great idea. That's something that we could try to incorporate in our marriage. Or for instance, I really like um, the Obamas. They're not my hashtag relationship goals because I don't know everything in their relationship. But I do respect the fact that they've become um, so successful 
but they're still very humble. They're still very real. And that's something that I will hope because I'm claiming our success right now that I hope and pray that we're able to do to still stay humble, to still be real, to still allow ourselves to be vulnerable and help others, you know? You talking to me or them? Talking to you and them. Oh, yeah, I know. So what are some of your relationship goals? To not be entangled. (laughs) (laughs) No, you didn't. (laughs) Only but a goodie. (laughs) Oh, gosh, that's a whole different situation. Um, I mean, I think my relationship goals are for us to continue to grow in love with one another, um, to grow as individuals, um, to continue to work at understanding each other and um like how do you say um okay you need time (laughs) 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 well what i was gonna say so you actually bring it up entanglement everybody know entanglement is synonymous with will and jada and will and jada were hashtag relationship goals for a lot of people so that's a perfect example of why you don't necessarily need to make couples hashtag relationship goals because you don't know what's going on in their private lives you only see what they're showing you what are some of your relationship goals uh i think my relationship goals for us are to grow together um, grow as individuals and to be um, supportive and understanding of that growth like I think especially couples with kids like as time passes like people don't stop growing and a lot of people spend I mean as parents you kind of have to you put so much energy into your kids and make sure that they're well-rounded and functional people that like sometimes you don't notice the growth that's happening in your spouse, like the differences that are, that um, they're implementing or the different people that they're becoming. And then like the kids go away and you live in with a completely different person than you were 18 years ago. There's a stranger in my house. Yes. You know, song association. No, I do. <laughs> Shout out to Terrell. <laughs> but um yeah so I don't want that to happen to us so I think it's important and I guess you do that through things like you know date nights and um having like nightly conversations but like continuing to like be communicative and understand the new differences and the new wants and desires that your spouse is having so I think that's important again I think us having a date night is important and doing things together. Um, what other relationship goals? Going places if the world ever opens up again. It would be nice to do like vacations or staycations away from the children. Um, and just generally being supportive of one another and the things that we want to do. And continuing to grow in honesty and vulnerability. Do you have any other ideas or things you think can be done to help reach those relationship goals? Um, I mean, outside of having nightly conversations, doing date nights, maybe like, um, I mean, we got like little like those cards we got that ask questions of one another like we should definitely be doing those more um when we watch stuff like the black love uh is it a documentary i guess Mm, yeah when we watch like the black love documentary or when we watch anything with like couples in it it kind of sparks a dialogue like even when we watch insecure we end up talking about our relationship in some way shape or form so I think just setting aside time for the two of you is like the most important thing you can do. Like I think on each individual person, it's up to you 
uh, or on each individual couple, it's up to you all to, you know, figure out how to spend that time. But the thing is setting that time aside and making sure that you're using it for the two of you. I mean, I think it's also important to, um, like, search yourself as an individual, whether that be through a good counselor or meditation or prayer or journaling, whatever it is that helps you like understand yourself because the more you understand yourself the more you can you know um offer a, a true self to your spouse and, and like y'all can talk about things because it's hard to it's hard for you to know me if i don't know myself well enough to give you a clear picture of me and i mean i think that was a issue early on in our relationship like I wanted to be, I felt like I was being open, and I felt like I was being real, but I didn't really have a good definition of what those things were, and um, I didn't really understand myself well enough to even, like, offer that stuff, so, like, you asking me to do something, and I'm thinking I'm doing it, but I'm not, I'm nowhere close, but it wasn't for lack of trying, it just... I didn't know myself well enough. Yeah. That's all good stuff. I think it's, I think something you said way on back, back, in the back, back. Yeah, I talked about that. That's really, no, no, it was good. (laughs) It was really good information. I appreciate you sharing. Uh, One of the things that stood out to me is that it's really important that you make it a priority to have healthy relationship goals. Yeah. Because that even helps you. For instance, if we wouldn't have had the conversations and we would have had talked about what our goals were and things that we were trying to ascribe to, then you wouldn't even know that you weren't what you thought you were. Does that make sense? Yeah. It took a conversation to get, to the point of me even knowing that I wasn't on par. Yeah, or that you didn't really know yourself like you thought you did. Yeah. You know, because you were kind of looking at surface level stuff versus going, like, deeper. Peeling the onions. Yeah, peeling the onions. So I think that's just a perfect example of why it's so important to actually have healthy relationship goals and to have steps that you actually apply and implement to get to those goals. Because you can make relationship goals all day, but if you're not putting in the work and actually have action steps to help you get there, then they're just going to stay goals. They're never going to be attained. Yeah. So, good job, babe. Do you think when people, like, look at their hashtag relationship goals, do you think they ever think they're gonna attain those things or do you think it's just something nice to look at honestly I think it depresses a lot of people I think that a lot of people see the pre-entanglement Will and Jada and the Obamas and I don't know who else's relationship goes um Meghan Markle and um I don't know that dude's name. I was going to say John Legend and Chrissy Teigen. Or, uh, who the other people? Uh, we sound old. We sound old? Yeah. Is his name Prince something? Prince? Yeah, he's a Prince, I feel like this is, I mean, I know, but I know he's not the, he's like the Duke of Sussex or something, right? Is he Harry? Harry, yes. Because he got hair and the other one going bald. <laughs> That's how I remember I think, but I think they're like the Duke of Sussex or something. I don't think he's the Duke of nothing now. I think once he left. Oh, that's right. They that stripped was, them titles. Yes, he took them things. Oh. That's definitely not relationship goals. Grandmama was hating. I mean, that's. I mean, that's relationship goals. They stuck together, and they are. Um, I think they bought a house out here. Oh, I was gonna see. Say Sierra Russell Wilson. Sierra Russell Wilson. Yep, for sure. Um, I'm trying to think of couples who've been together for like a long time that are still alive. 
What's that with the brown hoods in there? Champs. They cool. You they know, are. That's my auntie. She don't know it yet. <laughs> and, of course, how can I forget Kev on stage and Miss Kev on stage? How could you <laughs> So, anyway, we just went off on a tangent naming all these couples. But, in, in just, if I can say that, I think it depresses a lot of people because they see these people who are doing so well and they have all these perfect images and they have all this professional photography photos and, you know, they have babies and two weeks later, their body is snatched and they're always happy. They're, you know, buying teams and, you know, just making all these major moves, Netflix deals and everything. So not only are you looking at the fact that they look happy together, but you're also looking at the fact that they're successful together in business and other endeavors. And I think that depresses a lot of people because they feel like they, you know, it's a comparison game. So they compare themselves and they're like, I'm not there yet. And I don't know if I'm going to be there. You look over at your crusty (laughs) sweatpants wearing husband and you say, that ain't. Or even people who aren't married, you know? So, or people who are divorced. Like, there's, everybody has different relationship situations. So, you know, if you play that comparison game, which is an extremely dangerous game, and I don't suggest anybody play it, even though it's it's really hard not to in our society. But I strongly recommend you stay away from playing a comparison game. But... Um, it can depress a lot of people. So I don't even think that people look at it and it's like, oh, that's just wonderful. I think they look at it like, yeah, that's great. Will I ever get to it? Probably never. And then they start becoming depressed because they're comparing their lives to this couple who you don't even know what their situation is. I mean, that's real. I was, um, I mean, you know, I've been trying to write my screenplays and, um, I put in on a competition and then I got to a, a certain level and then I didn't make it to the next. And then I started seeing all these other people making it to the next or like other screenwriters that were doing really well. And I started to get, I started to feel anxious and a little down. So I had to like stop like going on Twitter for a while because it was just pulling me, pulling me in a negative direction. And I mean, those people are just following their dreams, you know? But, like, when you, like you said, when you compare yourself to other people's achievements and all you see is them achieving, 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 while it feels like you aren't, it's just, it's hard to get yeah. from under that. I definitely feel you. I know. I, it's something I have to constantly remind myself not to do because it's easy to do that. And for me, it's less about relationships and more about, like, finances and investments and stuff like that like I feel like I I definitely have a case of the FOMO in that department and I feel like nothing is moving quick enough in terms of my goals so it's easy to compare these people who are making six figures and able to drop thousands of dollars in investment or you know purchasing real estate and that's just not something that I have right now where I'm at right now what's FOMO fear of missing out Sound like a fungus. It is a fungus. Mm. <laughs> Message. Um, so yeah, I definitely get it. And the comparison game is something that you can do just just with anything, really. It doesn't have to be relationships. But one of the things I also want to point out in terms of us not really knowing what goes on behind closed doors in other people's lives or what they've had to go through to get there. Like, that's another thing that we don't look at. Like, they may be, you know, this wonderful relationship now, but maybe they had to go through some some trenches to get there, you know? Yeah. Like, for instance, look at Sierra Russell Wilson. Sierra had to go through Future. That's a whole hot mess. Yeah. You know, so bless her. She deserves it. She, she deserves a wrestle. <laughs> the slick-haired love he can provide. Stop. So, you know, we just never know people's stories. Yeah. So we have to 
try to do our best to stop playing that comparison game because it's just as dangerous as Russian roulette. And if you want to play that, you don't need to play the comparison game. Yeah, I think that's why it's important for couples, people. I mean, we talk about this with church and, like, people giving their testimony. Like, I think it's important for, like you said earlier, people to be honest about, like, the things that they've gone through and, like, the growth that's come from it because... Like we've been saying, one thing that you don't get on the internet or on Instagram or on Twitter is people generally don't tell you, like, I'm good now, but before this, I was, we were really messed up, or I was really messed up, and it took hard work and dedication and planning and therapy and whatever to get to this point. I think it's important that couples and individuals feel like okay enough in themselves to like share those things because that's the only that's one of the big ways that we can help each other is just by being honest and not putting up those airs and promoting those images because I mean nobody's life is perfect like we've been saying nobody's relationship is perfect but in a good relationship and a great relationship you're always working towards perfection mm-hmm a good example of that is Maddie James. She's a blogger and an influencer and content creator. And I actually just saw an email from her because I was on her email list. And her email was talking about she was shouting out her mother-in-law, just how she has such a great mother-in-law. And in that, she talked about how her and her husband separated for about six months. And during that time, like, her mother-in-law was like, you still my daughter, regardless. And, like, mm. would come through and just be there and support her. And while that obviously is super commendable of her mother-in-law, like, props to her. But it also, to me, I was taken aback that she was so open with the fact that her and her husband had separated for six months. Because a lot of people don't want to talk about that. You know, so also kudos to her for being open and vulnerable. And like you said, giving her testimony because it's going to help somebody, you know, so it's definitely important that we are, I believe, using your relationships, your marriage as a ministry. And you can't do that being tight lipped. You mentioned, though, your writing and how you were comparing yourself to other writers who maybe have went on, um, you know, to further levels than you have at this current moment because your time is coming. Yeah, I ain't been on many levels right now. But what? Said I haven't been on many levels right now. But That's okay. You, you keep putting that work in. You're going to get there. But that leads me to looking at relationship goals for non-romantic relationships. What are your thoughts on that? You mean like friendships? I guess. Friendships, familial relationships. I mean, I think we should have a picture of healthy relationships in every aspect. And, you know, I mean, what we want friendship to be, what we want our, you know, father, son, or, you know, mother, son, mother, daughter, whatever relationship. I mean, I think we have to have an idea of what healthy is for us and what we're willing to put up with and what we're not willing to put up with. So I do think there are, I mean, we probably wouldn't call them goals, but I do think there are relationship goals that you should have in every aspect of your relationship lives. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's very important to come up with goals and for I call them, I'm gonna call them goals because to me they would be goals. So like, if I want to, let's see, if I live closer to my friend and I want to hang out with my friend once a month, we go to a spot. Like that's a goal for us to be able to make sure that we're doing that and maintaining that. For us to be able to, you know, stay open and vulnerable and comfortable and making sure that we're a safe space for each other. That's a goal, you know, and familiar relationships that you're supporting one another that you're open with one another that you are helping to build each other up you know those are goals so I absolutely believe that you should have 
goals outside of romantic relationships and they need to be goals that are agreed upon because it's two people at least in a relationship so you need to be able to have your goals they have their goals and you guys come together and agree on what goals you're gonna actually work to try to achieve yeah I feel like if it's something that's not agreed upon and it just ends up being like a a boundary exactly see look at you but that's absolutely true because if it's something that maybe you want but they don't then that becomes not only does that help them learn more about you that normally wouldn't have come up before but it also helps them to respect that boundary yeah and it's important to set those you don't end up in a negative space with your friends or your family because again nobody's perfect so if you're not telling people what you don't like or you know if you guys don't have a a level of respect for one another then somebody's gonna end up getting hurt i also think it's i'm sorry go ahead i was gonna say i also think it's important because you know like you said earlier people change you know and if you don't have goals if you don't have an idea what type of friendship or what type of familial relationship you want regardless whatever it is um then you end up with them friends that you knew since grade school and y'all have nothing in common anymore but just because y'all known each other since grade school y'all still cool and not to say that that's a bad thing but it's not necessarily a productive thing either and if you're putting some of your energy and your focus into that, but it's not really benefiting you and it's not benefiting them, then... Yeah, I mean, being being cool isn't really friendship anyway. It's more like, it's like your friendship kind of morphs to like an acquaintance or an associate. Well, it depends because y'all could be quote-unquote cool but if you're still supporting that person or doing things for that person then you are still acting in a friend role even if you don't feel as close to that person that's part of the issue you start doing it out of that obligation that they were your friend since whenever versus okay are these are there any relationship goals in this situation and most likely there aren't you know yeah, I think that's when you find out that your friendship is something else, though. I think the definition of friendship matures as you mature. But there's a lot of times where you can be friends with somebody, quote-unquote friends with somebody, and still doing the friend things and being loyal to that person and dedicated to that person and supportive of that person. And, you know, even if they're wrong, you're still down for that person and all this other things. But... It's not serving you. Yeah, that just sounds like a bad relationship. That don't sound like no friendship. There's a lot of friendships out there like that. Then that ain't a friendship. That's like a one-way deposit. Yeah, but a lot of people can still classify that as a friendship. Like, there's still a lot of people who say, yeah, that's my friend, such and such. Yeah, but your friendship need rebranding at that point. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that. If you had goals in that relationship, then goals are going to straighten that out. Then, yeah, it wouldn't get to that point. But a lot of times we hold on to relationships, whether they're romantic or non-romantic, when there's no relationship goals, nothing to aspire to, and there's no real interest in having goals. And you need, you you know, people got things to do. I, you ain't got time to be wasting on that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Did you have anything else that you want to say about relationship goals? I mean, I think the ultimate goal is to uh, stay engaged and, you know, stay, um, stay wanting to please and be uh, a good support system for the other person. I think as long as you two are uh, willing to be supportive of one another, and continually building each other up while working on yourself. I think your relationship continues to improve 
I think the the biggest goals that you can have in a relationship are to improve and to continue to grow in love and that's for your friends or your family like love is what holds folks together you know mm-hmm. I agree with you I feel that the most important thing is to be a healthy whole person because if you're a healthy whole person and the other person is a healthy whole person then it's going to be beneficial for both of you whether it's a friendship whether it's romantic whether it's familial whatever the situation may be if you come to the situation healthy then that's when you can be a true friend or a true support because you're whole and you're not you know looking to be an image you're looking to be authentic yeah and i mean one thing about being healthy and whole is that it's a continual process just like your relationship just like your friendship your uh romantic your familiar relationships like your relationship with yourself is a continual process and it's not something that's gonna come overnight and it's not something that you you know reach the top of a mountain and then you're there like this mountain keeps going and going and going every time you reach a new level there's a new level to be met yeah that's life though it is life but i think we look at like especially if you think of like most of us either we learn our relationships through our like the relationships around us or we learn from like for example like tv and like cartoons like we're the generation that pretty much came up on like a lot of the Disney movies. So Mm -hmm. like, and so we get, we were taught that relationships, your goal in a relationship is to get to your happy ever after. But like happy ever after isn't an end point. It's a beginning point. Yeah. Like once, you know, Cinderella or whoever finds their Prince Charming, then there's a whole other life that they have to live now that they've found each other. But we've been taught that you just got to get to that point of finding each other, and it's all supposed to work itself out. But it, it doesn't work itself out. You have to make it work. Yeah, we never got to see the ever after. No, nah, there ain't never no Cinderella 2 where... Cinderella still got to clean the house or whatever, and Prince Charming got his feet up on the table, and she like, I wish this sucker would just, <laughs> you know? Like, you don't see the movies. So our generation definitely didn't grow up with the ever after. We only got to see the, and they live happily ever after. But we never got to see what goes into that. And so for me, I looked at, like, the Cosby show. Like, that was my... What does this look like? Pussy pop till you drop. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> but yeah, even that. So you look at the Cosby show, right? But, you know, we know Bill's marriage ain't healthy and Felicia ain't, is divorced, you know? So it's like, when you look at the real deal, like, stuff is real, you know? But the Cosby show, I think, the Cosby show was so important too because it didn't show perfection in relationships, but also show representation and it showed unity, which I think is really important in relationships. What? What the? What? Uh, you know. I don't know. That's why I said what? You a bigger Cosby fan than I am. I am. So I'm just letting you have your moment. But what were you thinking? I was thinking that their relationship is pretty glossy in Cosby Show. I mean, all the relationships on the Cosby Show is pretty glossy. What do you mean glossy? Like, there wasn't a lot of big issues. Like, there wasn't anything that it took a couple episodes of them to really get over. Like, most of the stuff was pretty resolvable, except for, like, what was, um... Was it Denise? Who was which one was Denise? Denise was the middle-ish one. The one that wanted to go. Who Wait, was Denise was the, was the one that went one? to college. She was the one to Hillman. Uh, I don't remember the oldest one's name. Oh, uh, well, she don't really matter. Sandra? I'm about Lisa Sandra. I don't know why I care about Sandra. 
Sandra. Was it Sandra or Sandra? Whatever. Anyway, so that was the oldest. Then you had Denise, then you had Vanessa, then you had Rudy. Yeah, I was talking about Denise. Like, okay. She was pretty much the screw up, so. Yeah. We'll probably edit this out. But yeah, I don't necessarily think it was glossed over that much because I do believe there are relationships where you don't have a lot of major issues. Like, our relationship don't have a lot of major issues, you know? So I don't think that it's just like, oh, they glossed over stuff. He still did stuff that was ridiculous, like cut out a piece of cake in the middle and stuff it with paper towel. What? Why are you looking at me like that? You just have your coffee time. Anyway. I mean, he was... Conversation for a different time. Yeah, we'll have a different... Uh, we'll have another podcast episode <laughs> where we talk about the Cosby show. <sighs> but yeah, so, I, so for me, I looked at those type of shows as ever after. Especially because... My parents were divorced. But then I also had couples that I was around, like my um, grandma and grandpa and, you know, friends, parents, and stuff like that, that I would see, that I would look at for inspiration. Chewing the meat, spitting out the bones. That's actually what I did for our marriage. You know that, right? Chewed up some meat. Chewed up some meat too. Chewed Lord up some bones. Jesus. <laughs> but you corrected me on the booty. Spit out the marrow. Chew up the. <laughs> you me on the frog's booty, but you. Okay. Chew up the meat. Spit out the bone. Yes. And then you swallow the meat, or do you swallow the meat before you spit out the bone? Probably dangerous. Probably should spit the bone out. First. Okay. All right. Let's reel it back in. So, one of the things I did in our relationship was I called before we got married. I called people who had been married for a long time that I looked up to and respected and had been around them in their marriage. And then I called people whose marriage did not work out. And I asked both of them for their best advice and tips on marriage. So what's the best advice you think you got? Uh, I think the best advice I got was actually from someone who was divorced. Because, you know, marriage people, they don't like, they don't like to be giving out no tips and advice and stuff. They be real stingy. That's a whole nother topic. I mean, that's like when R&B singers be singing about how good they people is. Like, Shantae got a man. Every time, maybe they feel like if they say give away too much game, the game gonna implode. Shantae went from Shantae got a man to Shantae feeling bitter, laid up with R. Kelly. You know how that this is out. too much. This is too much. What a bit. Too much. I don't even know what I was talking about. You was talking about your. The, relation, the best relationship advice you got was from somebody that was actually divorced. Okay, yeah. So the best relationship I got was from somebody that was divorced. And they said, essentially, that communication is important. Very. And to active listening. So not just communication, but emphasis on active listening. So those were those were major things. And then also compromise. I think that was a, a big one, too. My best advice came from somebody who was divorced, and I take that advice to heart, honestly. You know, even these years later, it's still something that I hold dear. And that's another thing, because, you know, we have this whole thing in the, in the spirit of hashtag relationship goals. You hear or you see all these things on social media where it's like, if you single, you can't tell me nothing. Or if you this and you can't say nothing. Or if you that, don't tell me nothing because you all know because you ain't been there. Or you, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't speak because you don't have a high success rate in this. So whatever the situation may be. And I think that is poppycock. 
I mean, I get where it comes from, because essentially, like you were talking about in your last episode, people look at, you know, relationships not working out as failure, but if that person was able to be reflective and look at why that relationship didn't work, and what was their part in it, and what was the other person's part in it, then if they're able to be true and honest with themselves, then they can give you true honest advice. Like you said, there's people that are in lasting relationships that can't give you good advice. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I understand where that comes from, but at the same time, it doesn't always hold weight if the person can be real. I feel like for the most part, it doesn't hold weight because... God gave us all the ability to grow. God gave us all the ability to learn. So you can't knock somebody out just because they're not where you thought they should be. You know what I'm saying? No, I know. Like, just because they may not still be married or whatever, it doesn't mean that they don't have any relationship advice or marriage advice. Like I said, I got my best advice from somebody who was divorced. And if I would have been so small-minded to be like, I can only talk to married people then I would essentially left with nothing. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I'm just saying that there are certain people that relationships end and they are in a bitter place and can't give you that advice because they feel like their relationships ended and it was all the other person's fault or this or that. Like, So they're just not willing to grow is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, If the person is willing to grow, whether that be in a relationship or out of a relationship then they can give you good advice and that's just in life like you can't take advice from people that aren't at a space in their life where they're able to give you advice true so here's my last question do you ever think you will consider yourself a relationship goal no yeah i don't either (laughs) i mean it would be nice to for people to like like if you're listening to the podcast or you know if we're having conversations with another couple and like if we can say something or like be a testimony that gives them the ability to know that they can continue on or like if we can say something that touches them or allows them to be better in their relationship or see that like as long as you're working consistently, like, good things are going to happen, and that's what I would like to do for people, but I don't consider that a relationship goal. I just consider that being a a helpful person. Like, that's what we're supposed to do for one another. We're supposed to build each other up. I agree. So I don't ever want somebody to try to be me, but if they can learn from me, then that's better than trying to be me because they get to be themselves and get a lesson hallelujah all back well thank you i appreciate you joining me and i just want to wrap it up by saying that if you just stay true to yourself like you said then there's no need for a hashtag relationship goals you define your relationship goals that work best for you and your relationship and that'll take you to where you need to be yeah, just make sure you're communicating that truth. Yeah. And the person that you are communicating to needs to listen actively. Yes. Active listening is important. What's active listening? You tell me, Mr. Fuwa. Active listening is when you're engaged in what the person is saying and you are actively listening to what the person is saying. You're not supposed to use the words in the definition. Yeah, that's what they told me in school. I was about to say. I mean, you're engaged and, like, you're able to, like, have a real, like, dialogue about what was said. Like, you're not just nodding your head yes, right? And you're not just listening to respond. You're actually listening to understand. Uh, yes, yes, yes. So then you should be able to repeat or reframe what that person has said to you. Yeah, and sometimes that's a good tool just to, like, if y'all having communication issues, it's kind of a, just a tangent. But, like, I know when we were in counseling, that was something that they told us to do. Like, um, you say something, and then 
I say what I heard you say, and sometimes that's completely off base. Yeah. But, you know, we work, we work, and work, and uh, got better at the reframing. Mm-hmm. And I think understanding where the other person's lens was, too. So, because I think when you do that, when you're actively listening, you take yourself out of your lens and look at their lens. Does that make sense? Because my lens is colored by my personal experiences, my emotions, my thoughts on a situation. But if I'm actively listening to you, then my focus is on what your lens is, your experiences, how you're looking at it through your emotions and your thought process on the situation. No, I'm with you. I think that's what can make opinions so dangerous is sometimes people's opinions um, won't allow them to listen actively. Like, they only want to respond. And that's when you get to these places where people can't meet common ground because all I want to do is tell you why you're wrong. Yeah, I just want to be right. You remember that? Yeah. (laughs) I'm literally just listening to you to try to destroy you and that's an argument that's not a conversation like couples should be having conversations we shouldn't be arguing yeah and this is a a side note side note but i just think it's funny because it was just funny so when we first got married we would have a disagreement and my wonderful husband would be trying to prove his point because he just wanted to be right. And then he would be saying the same thing I was saying. And I said, we're saying the same thing. And you like, but he would be so just like bent on saying his stuff. He was like, yeah, but I've already said this now. So I just want to keep saying it. Or how did you say it? What, was, what did you used to say? I mean, I don't know. Usually that was when I was wrong, and I was just going yeah, you would be. Ship. <laughs> but, I mean, I think when you, we do that a lot where we, it seems like we're starting on the opposite side of the spectrum, but we're actually saying the same thing. And I think, again, that's where that reframing comes into play because mm-hmm. I'm hearing you, like you said, through my lens, and um, I'm filtering it. And I could be filtering it because I see your facial expression. I could be filtering it because I hear your tone. Like, all that stuff can be changing how I accept what you're saying, even Mm -hmm. though we could be saying the same thing. So that's another thing, you know. So go back to when you was wrong and you will know. Because obviously I messed up the example, but I wanted wanted that example. Uh, I mean... I don't really remember well, because, you know, this don't happen. <laughs> we had a different space in our relationship. But, you know, there was a time many, many Selective years ago, like, you know, in my younger days, long before coronavirus, uh, where I would be wrong and I would know I was wrong, but I was like, I'm not going down without a fight. So I just keep fighting. You ever see them boxers get knocked out? Or like the football players that would get tackled so hard that they go to the sink, they go to the wrong side, and then they coach push them back in? Like that was me since I was pushing myself back in. You ain't never seen them videos? No. I won't show them to you because, you know, concussions. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what you said, though. I mean, this didn't happen one time. This is many times. Yeah, but you would say the same thing at the end. You'd be like, something like, I know I'm wrong, but I'm here now. Or something like that. Mm, Sounded good when you said it, though. (laughs) Anyway, as y'all learn, I'm terrible at giving examples. My stories obviously be mismatched with other things, but you know. I appreciate y'all riding with me through it all. So with that, let's move on to our weekly segments. You ready? Yeah. Okay. So the encouragement challenge this week is to define your relationship goals. 
regardless of what type of relationship that is. Define your relationship goals. What type of things do you want set for your relationships? And once you've gotten that determined, then speak with the person that you're in a relationship with and hear their goals out. Ask them what their goals are. Ask them for them to do the same thing. And then y'all come together and y'all agree on which goals you're going to actually apply to your relationship and work to strive to achieve. So, and like my husband said earlier, what doesn't get added to the list or what doesn't get approved, so to speak, then those become boundaries. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, do what she said and just make sure that you are, again, actively listening and willing to be vulnerable and willing to hash out something that you may not understand because... If they're writing it down on that paper, then it's important to them. So, like, don't just bat it away, you know? Or shut it down. Yeah, have a real conversation. Yeah, a relationship takes connection, and it takes two people. So, it can't just be, well, these are what I want the goals to be here. Let's do this. It has to be from both sides. Okay. So, next is the beacon of encouragement. And usually, I would have somebody here for this, but this week, I do not. Oh. So, <laughs> why you said it like that? I don't know where this is going. Okay, so just ride with me. Like Nelly. What did you say? Said it like Nelly. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, Lord, ooh, I didn't ooh, even ooh. think I was, I completely forgot about that one. That song was a jam, I love that. But anyway, in light of the fact that we're going to be our own relationship goals, I'm going to skip the beacon of encouragement this week and let's focus on being our own beacons this week. Oh, I see what you did there. You see what I did? You like that? Yeah. (laughs) But as a reminder, I do accept beacon of encouragement nominations. So DM me if you have someone that you want to nominate or hit me up on my website. You still taking emails? I do still take emails. Email is going to email. Yeah, and I'll give you my email a little bit later. I got something you don't know. Now to the encouragement quote. Nelly, can we get tickets for the next show? Really, Luke? Hell yeah. I'm <gasps> <laughs> <sighs> okay. I know they listen to Nelly. She's Your mama going to be listening too. She said, hell, she a pastor. <laughs> now to the encouragement quote. Love doesn't need to be perfect. It just needs to be true. By unknown source. Oh. But I liked it so much that I was like, I have to share this. What do you think of the quote? Them unknown sources. They just be coming in and leaving. This is my first unknown source, I think. I usually like to have, you know, actually have the person that I can quote, but I really like this quote. Yeah, I guess it makes sense. Love don't have to be... Perfect. Perfect. It's got to be true. Yes. I guess it depends on what true means to you. But that's the thing. That's part of what makes every relationship different. Truth right there. (laughs) And with that, I want to thank you all for joining me in episode 21. Whoop, whoop. I'm also grateful that you are still rocking with me here as we grow on this journey of living our best lives without the cape. Luke, as always, thank you for being the resident antithesis of Superman and joining me on this podcast. I appreciate you. No problem. (laughs) What was that? And I hope y'all enjoyed us uh, rambling and going on our tangents. I hope you still got the point of it. Point of it was that we need to be our own relationship goals and not look at these hashtag relationship goals. As always, know that I do not take you for granted. If you enjoy spending time with me and my amazing guests talking about relationship goals and joining the encouragement fam, we're here with open arms. Like, subscribe, and follow on any platform where podcasts are found. Remember to rate and review. 
Can't wait to meet you back here next week for episode 22. You won't want to miss it. If you have encouragement topics you want me to discuss, a beacon of encouragement you want to nominate, or questions you want answered, feel free to email them to me at antithesissw at gmail.com. That's A-N-T-I-T-H-E-S-I-S-S-W, no spaces, at gmail.com. If you have Instagram, follow me at antithesis underscore of underscore superwoman. Check me out on Twitter at antithesis s and remember my website, antithesisofsuperwoman.com. Talk to you next week. And remember, no cape, no cap. Bye.